welcome to the World Champs Daily Special Edition of the Ski Racing Podcast with me, Ed Drake. Today is the Men's Downhill, the blue ribboned event for these World Championships. Uh, and not only that, but it's also going to be Svindal's very last international race. The weather itself was an absolute nightmare. The, the organisers had to keep pushing the start and delaying it further and further back. They lowered the start to try and get this race away. Bodie Miller, who's working for Eurosport, commented on TV, said that uh, he wasn't happy with the conditions. He thinks it was dangerous. He thinks that we were going to see suboptimal racing. Uh, and when asked about what f- he thought Fizz were thinking, he said that fair isn't something that comes into Fizz's thinking. So he very much under the impression that Fizz looked to get this downhill away, regardless of the conditions. And I tend to agree. I don't think that we would have seen this race get underway if it had been a World Cup. They would have cancelled it. There's plenty of time still left in these World Championships. There's still another 10 days worth of competitions. Why didn't they move it back? Why didn't they find a day where we would see the best racing and the fairest racing across the whole field? We saw an interesting story unfolding before we even got underway today. Hannes Reichelt, who goes with bib number one, decided he wasn't going to turn up to the public bib draw, which is compulsory. Otherwise, you get dealt with a uh, penalty and have to start after bib 45. And um, Hannes Reichelt made a decision to not turn up because he thought he would have a better opportunity at taking a, uh, a podium or even the win if he started bib 46 as opposed to bib number one. Uh, and so we saw him play that wild card. The snow came down in absolute bucket loads. They delayed the start due to visibility which it was very cloudy and it was extremely windy and gusty at that which is even worse obviously if you think you're coming in uh, with certain conditions and you take off and a gust of wind hits you then obviously you're going to be in some trouble Uh, so they decided to delay it from that and then but the wind died down the visibility got slightly better as the clouds rose but at the same time that meant more snow was falling on the track it was incredibly heavy the blue dye that they have on the racetrack and have on every single a racetrack that they do in speed these days was covered up minutes after it was put down so challenging conditions again like I said they had to lower the start but that still didn't make a difference really we saw the race get underway with bib number two being the first one to get underway and you could see just cutting fresh lines through powder not something that we wanted to see from racing at the world championship so real shame for the really early numbers the first person to put down a real solid marker was actually the eventual winner Jetil Jansrud has had a tough time with confidence coming in he started off the season really really well picking up victories in the right at the beginning of the season and then has struggled a little bit with form then got himself an injury broke his hand uh, through the uh, middle part of January and so hasn't really been racing he missed Kitzbühel and he wasn't going to start Garmisch which actually got cancelled anyway so it turned out all right and he was aggressive he was dynamic he sort of looked like he was throwing two fingers up to the uh, conditions and, and and really absolutely put down the most solid run. Didn't look like he was skiing through tough conditions at all. And was still able to be subtle on the skis, which is what you needed. You couldn't afford to go offline because of the powder that was accumulating beyond the racing line. So he just pinpoint accurate on all his turns and didn't fight against the hill. Alexander Ormot Kilder, who came down directly after him, was fighting very hard. That sort of characteristic bull in a china shop style that he has with an aggressive touch on his skis really didn't play into his hands and uh, and really struggled to try and find smooth skiing. Carlo Yanka, 
who was a big talking point before we came into these championships and got a, a sort of a left field decision to be able to come to the world championships and uh, definitely didn't pay back the selectors finding himself a mile off the pace they took him to the world championships because they believed that he skis better in snow conditions as opposed to the normal ice that we see in world cup and but he, he definitely didn't perform in the snow today far a long way back and that the controversial pick for him to come to the World Championships definitely backfired. Uh, then it was a chance of Svindal, you know, obviously lots of pre-race focus being his last event, the living legend. He's inspired so many athletes. He's a proper professional and always seems to do it with a smile on his face. Uh, and he charged, again, another athlete, the Norwegians, the two sort of senior Norwegians on the, in this race really put down a stonking performance and Svindal charged he barely made any mistakes he did make one mistake and it was coming through sort of middle third just got pushed back on one of the landings through the gun barrel section and just lost the line fractionally and that was the difference between him taking up the win and him coming second by only two hundredths to his teammate Dominic Paris the pre-race favorite much too aggressive very really fighting to keep the sort of ideal line and just got caught out a little bit by these sort of softer conditions and, and found himself skiing through powder a couple of times the French team didn't have a great day Johan Claret for was sort of one of their main hopes for for a medal off the back of his performance in the Super G really really struggled finds himself down a sort of 14th 15th place Biat Foyt's defending champion and World Cup leader looked relaxed at the start but then the lower he got down the sort of longer in the leg he got stood a little bit taller and didn't have the greatest of days and then um, Vincent Kriegmeier who was my call for the win skied incredibly well did some amazing turns and he looked like he was on to really start challenging the two Norwegians found himself just over a third of a second off the pace but speaking in his post-race interview he was saying that he skied the best that he could have done and Bodhi alluded to the fact that he may have got unlucky with some of the windier conditions and like I say Kriegmeier just thought he he didn't know where the time had gone but he said he skied really well and he was pleased with it obviously he would have liked to have come away with the win but but that was about it. Otmar Striedinger, the only person that had a real big crash, which was actually off the final jump, landed about 50 metres after the takeoff point on his backside. Just couldn't see the landing. Just The wind caught underneath his tips and sort of flung the skis up into the air and landed on uh, on his backside. But like I say, he walked away from it. He'll have a few bruises, but uh, luckily for him, didn't uh, sustain an injury. Dominic Paris said in his post-race interview that he didn't think the race should have happened. He thought he was, uh, as a sort of, hindsight had he won I think he probably would have been fine with the fact that it ran but he said he didn't think it should have happened uh, and that he w would have liked to have seen it on a on a day where it meant that more athletes could get results based on form as opposed to based on snow conditions Jack Gower bib 42 looked like he was skiing quite cleanly skis didn't look like they were running necessarily as quickly as they could have been sort of didn't carry the same sort of flight times off the jumps and I think that was down to sort of speed coming in as opposed to really sort of nailing the technical aspects of the jumps a little bit disappointed when he came to the finish line I think after the back of his training run performance he had hoped for a little bit more and then Hannes Reichelt who actually like I say went bib 46 had a green light in the opening split and it looked like that call was about to pay off and then just unfortunately he got caught up in one of the bumps that have formed around the gates that happens when you start bib 46 as opposed to bib number one and sort of pushed out into the soft snow so a bit of a you know 
looked like it could have been a great call because he wasn't skiing through powder on the racing line but also at the same time then you start having to deal with ruts and bumps and so that was the end of the day I think a great performance from the two Norwegians so happy to see Axel come out with a medal in his final race, two hundredths behind his teammate and one of his closest friends and biggest rivals, and Kriegmar taking the final step on the podium. Tomorrow is the chance for the women to have their say on the downhill track. Hopefully the weather is a bit better for them when they come to have their shot. Don't forget to look out for Lindsay Vonn, who is wrapping up her own career come Sunday. And that's all we've got time for until tomorrow. Goodbye for now. <laughs>